Hello and welcome to Gundam, I Hardly Know Him, the book club style podcast where we tackle every Gundam series and movie in release order. I'm Michael Pippin and I'm joined by three guys who just want to have a pure time. We got Christian. Hello. We got Simon. Hello. <laughs> oh, and I thought Alex was a girl's name, but uh, anyway, we're joined by Alex as well. Hey. Fuck you, 1312. You're not the police. I'm going to fuck you up. Let's go. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. Punch the cop in the first episode. Welcome to season two of Gundam. I hardly know him. This season, we're covering Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. This is the second series in the Gundam franchise. It's a new series, baby. We're going to be doing uh, 12 episodes at a time. And then, of course, at the end, we'll do a wrap up episode where we discuss the series in full. And we're going to build some Gumpla from the series as well. Um, if it's your first time listening, if you just hopped on here, thank you. If you joined us through the uh, train wreck that was 0079, uh, we also thank you. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, here we are. Season 2. Christian, thoughts? Thoughts going in? What are you, what are you thinking? All right. So I'm in the middle of rewatching the first set of episodes and i will say i'll be honest the first episode i i was absolutely in love with uh i love the vibes it was given off i love the the music the animation especially the fashion for some reason the fashion in this episode really uh, jumped out to me hell yeah uh and then as it went on i kind of had a hard time following it was a lot less straightforward than 0079 um which i decided you know what whatever that's fine that's just me kind of giving a a cursory glance and the second watch through i think i like the show a lot more i think the first Mm -hmm. time around i was like "Ah, i don't know how i feel about zeta but now i'm actually i'm beginning to like it a lot more definitely yeah i feel like um just a little peek behind the curtain it has it's been a little while since we covered the first season we pre uh recorded a lot of episodes and so i feel like a little bit further removed from 0079 then i definitely felt finishing up covering that um but it is it is a very interesting comparison to see how things changed uh simon how are you thinking like how are you feeling about zeta uh before we get uh too far into anything can we talk about how camille badan um completely stole my look I, I have a note for this this is an audio medium okay you our voices are all vanilla ice cream we sound so good oh, um yeah. but if you want another peek behind um the curtain of what i look like uh look no further than the 1985 hit series um mobile suit gundam zeta in which the main character camille Badon almost looks like a carbon copy of me um especially in these quarantine months when i'm growing out my haircut i literally have the fit i know what fit you're talking about christian where the style was so sick like camille's like big sweater like big sweater over um fucking uh collared shirt like with tight cuffed pants like are you fucking kidding me right now the the socks and the loafers 
Oh no. my god. How does he not have a skateboard? I don't understand. Yeah, like, descend into the house show, and you will see a ton of Camille de, like, Badons, like, fucking dueling it out in the pit. Like, I have been there. This is what youth look like, which is just to, like, kind of, uh, again, it's truly an, age, an ageless medium that we've stumbled upon. Um, but... So far, I kind of, I would like to reflect Christian's, oh my gosh, Christian's opinion of it started out really, really heavy for me, and it kind of went a bit into monotony in the middle. Like, I kind of was looking over some of the show notes before we started, and I um, definitely got, like, some things jumbled around. I did like all of the tiebacks to uh, Mobile Suit uh, 79, Mm -hmm. which we can definitely talk about later. Um, but episode one, I loved the whole intro was incredible. Yes. I really hope that there's more montages like that. Definitely. Yeah, I don't want to blow up Alex's spot, but I think one of the things him and I talked about off air was Camille as a character. And I realized watching some clips this morning that I just I think that I associate Camille with Simon. Like, I think you, <laughs> you two are the same. And so, like, I love Camille. It's because I love Simon. And I'm like, I can't divorce. I cannot divorce that from each other. Um, He's kind of like a little stinker sometimes. He though, is a real like, stinker. It's like, me. it's like, you gotta love him. Like, yeah. you know that he's just like, when he's like all alone, he's just like making little video games for all of his friends. <laughs> like... Alex, what were your thoughts uh, finishing uh, up this? Just broad. I agree with the trend of like, it was a lot. It was a little convoluted. I didn't rewatch it a second time. So, like, those plot points, I was kind of like, I don't understand what. I also switched from dub to sub halfway through as well, so that also kind of messed up my perception of what was going on a little bit, but I love it. It's, yeah, it's just such a well, like, it's such a good sophomore to 0079, like, characters Wait, you fleshed switched out. from dubbed to subbed? Yeah, I couldn't. I was, what made you want to do that? I was watching it on one platform, and then they stopped having it in dubs and started having it in sub only, so I continued watching it in sub because I was too lazy to find it. I see. I see. It's interesting that a legal platform would switch from dubs to sub. Yeah, it was odd. It was a it was, it was a weird <laughs> choice, but you know, I, I do what I, I do what I got to do. But yeah, I love it. I uh, yeah, I love that it was it like the first episode was really reminiscent of the first episode of zero zero seven nine, but just better. Like, and everything just feels like. It, First, ep- first few episodes feel like it was seven nine, which is better in every way. Yeah, I think when you and I talked about it in uh, off air, we mentioned kind of kind of comparing it to like a band feeling more confident about their sound. Yeah, yeah. In a second album, and that's it. And right now. I just thought to try and come up with some sort of analogy for a band, but I can't think of any. Yeah. Um, maybe it's like uh, like Arcade Fire, like Funeral was like them like their rough draft of what their sound could be yeah. and then neon bible is like the full effect of really hitting a full stride yeah. Yeah. I, speaking this of is... music sorry to cut you off alex the music is so much better in zeta than zero seven i mean they're both the music for both shows is amazing but it's mm-hmm. so rich and i love yeah. sometimes the especially in some of the action sequences the combination of like um like these classical horns, but also like good like rock guitar yeah. as well, yeah. and it just makes for such a great experience. Yeah, 
the tone is definitely a little different as far as the music yeah. goes. Like, I feel like 79 was, like, very funky. And this is, like, a little bit smoother. Yeah. Um, like, I, one of my notes is that the backing track for some of the fights just sounds like Kenny, Kenny G. Like white yeah. keys, uh, but a little bit, uh, a little bit more like minor keys as opposed to all the major keys of '79. Uh, so, go ahead. I, I just appreciate like I like it's just, it's a little more basic in terms of plot. It's like these are the bad guys, and it's so obviously bad. But I love that it just like laid everything out. And, like I, I, I understand Camille's like motivations from the very get go, and I, like I mm. really digging that vibe. Like okay. This is why I like this character. Like, I don't like him, but yes, like, I yeah. agree with him significantly more than I would have in Armor. Like, like, like something normal. I was kind of rooting that you know, like maybe, maybe Goof would have won. Maybe, maybe, maybe he would have lost a few times. Now I'm just like, no, Camille just fucking go ham. Like I'm so excited every time. Yeah. He fights. In case, in case anyone has it twisted, I was rooting for Ramba Rawl anytime they fought. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, think, well, I think everyone was a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a little bit of background. So Mobile Suit uh, Zeta Gundam was released in 1985. The show was created and directed by Yoshiyuki Tamino with character designs by Yoshikazu Yashiku, um, who, if you guys haven't had an opportunity to look up that guy, he is the cutest old man I've ever seen in my entire life. He's an absolute treat, and the fact that 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 he did the character designs and is just I, I don't know I love him. I want to just give him a hug. Um, between two thousand and five and two thousand and six, the series was reproduced and compiled into a movie trilogy, Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam: A New Translation. Though it was still directed by Tomino, so kind of following that same um, formula that the first season set, where they then made it into movies. Uh, so Tomino did the first. He did the zero zero seven nine and also Zeta, correct? Yes, yeah, same yeah. guy, Tomino. Um, yeah. In case I, I probably butchered his pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, and Alex, I think you're right. It was never dubbed. Yeah, so it, it, it feels kind of inauthentic to call you a new translation if there's no translation of it. That's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> they they recently released it again on YouTube uh, for the fortieth anniversary, but it was yeah. then they took it down after like a month. So I didn't get an opportunity to watch it, um, but the film the films were considered a big success uh, in Japan. Apparently, yeah, I, I get um, it completely. Yeah, it, it definitely is a very cinematic, like look and feel to the how the animation is. It's 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 very detailed in my opinion, which we can talk about more. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's set in the year Universal Century zero zero. 87. So it's eight years after the events of Mobile Suit Gundam 0079. And this series follows a rebel group called the Anti Earth Union Group, or the AUG. 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 Yeah, it's like forever implanted in my brain because they say it so many times. Yeah. Um, so we follow the AUG as they try and defeat the Titans, an elite task mm-hmm. force from the Earth Federations. So this is a switch in protagonists as the Earth Federation, the people that we were kind of rooting for in the first series, become the bad guys. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, I know, like, we definitely talked, I think Christian and I talked about it quite a bit in the first episode of the podcast, but this is where it really gets into, like, 
the ambigu- ambiguity of who's good and who's bad. Mm. Um, and while this definitely sketches, this show definitely sketches a better, like, bad guy, in my opinion, or, like, it, it shows people's, <laughs> like, bad intentions better, it is kind of interesting to have that switch in who we're rooting for. Yeah. And also... It also seems like there's just ahead. a much, like, they like completely scaled down it's almost like it's the it's scaled down from like the rebel forces being the people we're rooting for to just the people inside of the like millennium falcon like it's very interesting how like because i don't know it's it's almost like you know mobile suit gundam like 0079 is this huge broad (laughs) thing right we have like two um groups of people that are like battling each other that they have their own planets they have their own space stations But now it truly is just, you know, um, Camille joined this like rebel group and it truly is like a rebel group now, which I think why it's so much easier to distinguish good guys from bad guys, because it's been so ingrained in our minds that like the rebel group, the group of like, you know, it's like eight people like they showed the space station. There's like workers or stuff. Um, But they're just like it's like they're they're playing on like the buddy misfit like kind of uh trope in like sci-fi movies of like oh we're like a ton of just like you know smugglers and such trying to make our buck inside of like you know this twisted militaristic police state that has been constructed around us right just a couple of underdogs scrapping scrapping it out to survive and i to me i don't know i keep thinking about the era that the show is situated in which is definitely the cold war and you know that i i feel like in in the show the the battle lines are drawn in much more complicated ways right so the earth federation um has developed corrupt factions within it so there's like good guys and bad guys within the earth federation and then also you have these people who are anti earth i guess or whatever and those people also have different factions which is i, I feel like a reflection of kind of modern day um uh, I don't know, like power balances in, in conflict mm-hmm. today, which I I think is well, super it's like interesting. a show like made for the masses. Like I don't like if you're watching like you know Mobile Suit Gundam and you are like you know a police officer, you'll probably be like, "This is bullshit. This is a show for kids." But like us, like we're like fully grown ass men, and like you know we're like you know in this state where we're constantly being oppressed and all of this stuff. So, like, it's just, it's very palatable, I think, for, like, a lot of people to kind of, you know, side with this group of people that is just constantly being shit on and, you know, is able to rise up, like, amongst this mound of shit that's being put on them. So, I don't know. I really like it. Definitely. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more. Um, So, I'm going to go ahead and just jump in and we can go through some of these episodes and... Uh, find, find some good talking points to further elaborate our feelings. Uh, so episode one is called The Black Gundam. Uh, AUG member Quattro Bajina infiltrates a colony where civilian Camille Bidan lives. He's searching for the Earth Federation's new Gundam, the Gundam Mark II. Camille gets in trouble with Jared Mesa of the Titans while he's on his way to look at Bright Noah's current ship, and he's then detained by military police. Um, one thing I did want to just start off talking by, the show, of course, opens with another bangerang, another sick song. Uh, 
What do you guys think of our new intro song? I like it more. You like it more? Oh. I like it more. I, I don't know. The first time I heard it, I was like, oh yeah, I, I can get down with this. I can get down. So how many seconds do you think the show went um, before the protagonist got slapped? <laughs> in this uh, a total of like 25 maybe 15 yeah like maybe much starts yeah, with it being slapped yeah it's in it's within the first minute it's, yeah. it's so fast not no, only but is that there... is such a good just like gf chasing after me or like i don't know it's just everything about that is like such good vibes of like this you know school facility and camille like is the cool like you know aloof one on campus and he's just like leading around all of this like awesome like sci-fi public transportation which we love but yeah yeah just yeah. him riding along the city and uh fa just kind of joining joining along with him in that. also like imagine if like part of your commute to school was like you can just like rest your head up against the subway but it, like, peered out into deep space. Like, I don't know. Mm. That was just, like, the coolest shit to me. Because I just, like, imagined how groggy I am, like, going to work every single day. But, like, if you can just, like, you know, fantasize while, like, looking off into, like, the space and seeing, like, you know, mobile suits being piloted around as, like, patrol in your, like, space station, you know? Mm. I wanted like, so much more things. of that. I wanted more of the slice of life, um, you know, his life in this colony going to class and because we don't really see any of those characters like the first episode seems like oh we're gonna like meet his classmates and his teacher and get Y'all you know ever fuck with a uh, zoe 101 not familiar uh, no. we're, we're too old for that simon <laughs> yeah me too um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> never watched it either just wondering it's <laughs> so funny um <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it like the um I also really like the first conflict that our protagonist is put into in which Absolutely. like he gets extremely sensitive about like how people are gendering his name, which is like yeah. I don't know, he, just... he is he is mad about being misgendered but in also the most douchebaggy way ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, the most, he, like it's not in like it's yeah it's like he's just so sensitive about being like confused for a girl i would never be a girl i'm a boy (laughs) problematic but it's interesting that like how like yeah the first few conflicts in this show are so relevant to 2020 like talk about misgendering talk about fucking fuck the police like police brutality yeah start a revolution against the government we're introduced to camille who is definitely a, a little rebel himself just in his daily life. We're introduced to, to him in a, like in a state of rebelling. He's leaving his class before mm-hmm. he's allowed and he's, he's running and trying to get to the space station when he's not supposed to be there. Um, and you can just tell immediately that he doesn't really respect the confines of the world in which he's living in. Um, this is also when we're introduced to, uh, Fa, who I'm like, uh, is this like a Vietnamese soup or what? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. That's strike one. Strike one. <laughs> I don't know how baseball words. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. Oh. Take your base. Sorry. Um, but one thing I was wondering that I just thought of is I'm pretty sure in the show, the first person that we see isn't actually Camille. 
it's Quattro Bagina. Yep. Is, mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah. yeah. So, yes. Is the more I watch the show, I wonder if he's actually the main character. Right. Um, Quattro Bagina, mm. who is a AU pilot who uh, flies a red mobile suit. Uh, I wonder why. I wonder Diaz. why. He's a very beautiful blonde man. Um, so A charming guy. Yeah, yeah he's very, very charming me. dude. It feels like he'd look yeah. really good with sunglasses, but I don't, I don't really know. Dude, and, and cut off sleeves, man. He's rocking oh, it. Oh, my God. Um, Christian, what were your thoughts on this first episode? Um, I love that the opening sequence where Quattro Bagina, Quattro Bagina, I feel like that's how we should say Quatro his name because of the, his fashion style with the cutoff sleeves. He yes. looks like a, a, looks like you a know, Duke boy from Dukes of Hazard, Like a NASCAR <laughs> driver that's off duty. Yeah. Quattro Bagina. He like definitely smashes a lot of tall geeses before he goes into battle. Yeah. yeah fuck yeah. <laughs> just to get those hands nice and steady but uh yeah no i love the opening sequence where he's you know just jetpacking around and just kind of stealthing about that 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 was cool i love that yeah definitely a cool guy uh episode two departure camille steals one of the new three gundam mark twos and he escapes with the auk members bright challenges basque om who is a um he's basically like the new the new bad guy. He's uh, a Titan general. Uh, so Bright challenges Basque about running military tests in civilian colonies, but the Titan leaders have no respect for Bright and basically kick the shit out of him, which is like kind of jarring to be honest. It's pretty shocking. They yeah. beat the living crap out of him. Yeah, and it just like, like sucks wild. that he's not like this prodigy that everybody just like worships you know he's like i don't know what happened the eight years between now and when he like fucking no scoped the entire like principality of xeon but <laughs> yeah not, like i don't know well it's weird because it seems like civilians and like people like he has a myth around him like camille in the first episode is he's searching out bright yeah right heard about him I love that so much. And he's like, oh, Bright must be a new type. Like, everyone on the white base must have been a new type. And, like, I love that there's just, yeah, there's this lore and legend. Like, it really reminded me of, like, episode seven of Star Wars when, like, they talk about the original, like, the original rebellion. Like, oh, are these all, like, these legendary mythical people? And I was like, oh, this is really cool to kind of feel, like, a little bit more, like, I'm in this show, too, because I also have these thoughts, like, oh, Bright was so cool. Right. Like, Definitely. But I guess him getting beat up is supposed to send a clear message that things something's very off with this new setup, right? Yeah. yeah. If Bright Noah is not respected at all in this new situation, then something's wrong, you know? Yeah. Earth Federation, the guys who we were rooting for in the first season, they're bad now. It's, like, very clear. They are beating up one of our protagonists. Yeah, well, yeah and I love that. They really do draw a line between, like, the Earth Federation mm-hmm. and the Titans, like, because they say, like, we don't care about Earth Federation. This is our territory. Like, oh, okay. Like, this is clearly some, like, rogue organization. Like, Right. Mm-hmm. And these, I love that they these, do all that strong line. They're basically mercenaries uh, yeah. who've gotten too big for their britches. And, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, and it, st- it starts off with the original intention of crushing the remnants of the Zeon, uh, Principality of Zeon, um, which I think the show is sending this message of, 
you know, those kind of intentions lead down really dark paths, right? If you're mm-hmm. crushing a, a, a rebellion uh, through authoritarian means, then you're bound to get problems. And that's definitely, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they cover that ground pretty thoroughly in a future episode, which was like kind of, it was nice for them to very clearly show, you know, this progression of giving this group of people basically the ability to do whatever they want and then they mm-hmm. do whatever they want and it's it's awful um they also we get introduced to jared in the first episode who is our like new douchebag on the on the enemy side guy um kind but of like, in. i Go think ahead. we can get him on our side you know oh you are you you're jared stan yeah, I like I like the guy. He's a little stinker, but like I don't know. He simps so hard for the one um who's the one woman who he just wants to impress really bad? Layla. Yeah. I don't know. He's like kind of the classic um I feel like he like only wants to please type deal. Um but mm, I think that definitely. he's going to have like a little like come to Jesus moment in which he kind of sees all the destruction around him. Here's my theory um, on Jared. All right, let's hear it. I think Slayer Law was off duty. Um you know. Oh, oh world building. I like this. And uh he had a one night stand with a pretty little lady. That's so good. Hopefully consensual. I don't know. The way Slayer Law is we don't yeah. know. But that's, uh, like a, <laughs> that's dark. Anyways, just keep he's it a light. John Snow type character. He had a consensual, but he's one of those guys that doesn't call or text back or anything. He's like, no. just bounce out of there. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Jared obviously has daddy issues. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He needs a strong male character in his life, and I think that's going to be Amaro. Amaro. Or... Ooh, that's a... One of the babies from the first season. One of the babies. <laughs> that is a hot Jared only tape. wears a diaper for for episodes thirteen <laughs> through twenty five. He regresses to he a childlike regresses. state. <laughs> um, Anyways, so yeah, J- Jared is Slayer Law is a legitimate child. That's my theory. I love that, Christian. That that's incredible. Um, yeah. So yeah, Jared is our our guy who misgenders Camille, and Camille punches him in the face in the first episode, which basically gets Camille in all of this trouble to begin with. Mm-hmm. In the second episode, uh, a mobile suit crashes into a building, and of course, it was Jared flying it. This guy, he sucks. He can't even fly in space. Uh-huh. He's just like a bad hang. It wasn't clear, uh, but I feel like people died in that accident or got seriously oh, really? injured. Yeah, but he smashed into a full building. And he was just like, I don't know, man. I'm just like trying to fight Quattro. Like, come on, dude, chill. Uh, something Relax. we didn't bring up about the first episode. I just want to go back on is that I think it happens in the first episode, but uh, Camille's mom gets him out of jail once, fucks uh, mm-hmm. up, and gets right back in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. He is in the process of being let go, and then punches the military police guy again. Yeah. <laughs> Just like as he's trying to leave, which was so cool. Yeah, and I, then in, in this episode, when he gets his, when he steals the Gundam, it's like definitely similar-ish to when Amuro gets in the Gundam, 
but this is more of him just de- taking it for his own use, not to like save people. Yeah. He then just uses it. The first thing he does is he finds the military police guy and just like stomps him down. Yeah. Hey, policeman! <laughs> How does it feel to get knocked out by someone bigger than yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what well, it was a it's a great scene. Um and then yeah, at the conclusion of this episode, we have Camille steals the Gundam Mark II and then leaves with our AU members uh and yeah. goes back to their base. Episode 3 is kind of takes place uh outside of the colonies but inside of our spaceships um for our protagonists on on the AU and then the Titans, who are then trying to kind of follow them and catch up. Commander Jamiacon, who is basically one of Basque's underlings, uh, he and Basque kidnap Camille's parents, and they use them as hostages um, for the exchange for the stolen Gundams. Uh, Emma Sheen, who's one of the Titan pilots, she delivers a ransom letter to the AU ship, while Jared is given a mission to... He's basically given the mission to shoot... Camille's mom if the they attempt to rescue her. But he doesn't uh, know it, it's his mom. It's He thinks it's a That's bomb. a good point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. He doesn't know it's his mom. So basically Camille uh, in this process of this kind of ransom takes it upon himself to get back into the Gundam pilot it and then trying to save his mom. Uh, mm-hmm. But Jared, unbeknownst to him, shoots the capsule and Camille's mother is killed. Um, pretty heavy stuff for episode three. Yeah, and then Camille yeah. just like goes ape shit in space in the fucking Gundam suit, and it's yeah, it's difficult to watch. It's very emotional. <laughs> and this is we're introduced to a lot of characters in this. We have Commander Jamiacon, uh, who is yeah, like I said, one of the um, commanders of the Titans, who's basically trying to get the Gundams back. Uh, we're also introduced to Emma Sheen who is going to be a pretty big character. She starts out in the first episodes as a Titan pilot, but you can see that she's definitely different than the Titans. And then we're introduced to a lot of people whose names aren't that important, but a lot of the AU um, commanders and the different staff on the AU ship. So I think that we are introduced to a lot of people, but this show and this episode in particular also does a really good job about making like letting us have connections with these characters and it's interesting the first time we see some like new models of zakus because the uh what is it the god daddy is based off of zaku technology or the zeon technology mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. kind of yeah. to see that the betty's just like after they won the war like okay all this other technology we're just going to incorporate to our new mobile suits it's an interesting design. I'm not exactly a fan of it. I considered maybe getting a Gumpla kit of the Gobbledy just to switch it up a little. But I don't know. I just don't I don't like the head. It's too like cone it's shaped. Weird it's like weird. yeah, this is a weird hybrid of what uh yeah, what Zaku's and what uh mobile suits are. Like kinda pointy like Gundam, but still has the uh does it have one eye or two? I can't remember. I think it's like one. Yeah, yeah so it has, like, it has like, yeah, these weird yeah. uh, Zaku, well, Zeon elements in it too. They, just, they don't mesh really well. Mm-hmm. 
speaking of uh, Simon, I was wondering what you thought about the animation style and the art style of this uh, show versus zero zero seventy nine. So I actually did a like lot of breaking it down for my own like information of this like animation style because like I was I'm in the midst of like animating an animation that is like you know heavily inspired by this art style and it is like absolutely more detailed than like 0079 in a lot of like the facial animations especially they just have like more creases and stuff mm. um but i'm really glad that they didn't because i feel like 1985 there's a lot of other you know like more advanced animation style like they could have done rotoscoping they could have done all of this stuff I, I think they're definitely, like, going off the success of their, like, previous animation style um, in which uh, they continue to kind of do the, um, I don't know, just, like, very much the style of 0079, but then continue, like, during, like, heavy action sequences to have, like, the interesting backgrounds and, like, textures and everything like that. So, yeah, I really like it. I'm enjoying it. I'm really glad. I was worried that it would, you know, like, adopt, like, something, like, more cutesy, like, the old Pokemon that probably came out around the same time. Um, that, that was, like, the 90s, I think. Or, like, I don't know. When I think of, like, going into this whole thing, when I was thinking of anime, I was thinking of, like, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! and, like, Full Metal Alchemist and stuff like that that is very, like, um, like, cuts to, you know, very unnatural proportions of the body and, you know, like, almost little sidebars that are, like, very cartoonish. But I'm glad that this doesn't have that because it kind of makes you take all of, like, the battles more seriously and the characters more seriously. Um, and I don't know. It also just, like, pairs well with, like, Mecha. But, yeah, I really, I'm really, really, really liking it. All of the environments, too, are fucking mm -hmm. gorgeous. Like, later when we're um, introduced to the um, special guest star in the rainforest, I really, really like that whole environment as well. But, yeah. One of my absolute favorite choices of the anime not to cut you off, Michael, is the um <laughs> the cockpit design in this show where they decided to instead of like actually animating a the cockpit itself, now the cockpit is just one three sixty degree screen of the outside mm -hmm. and which makes everything so much more intense. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it makes it it makes it show you that the mobile suits embody the person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like everything that you see the person experiencing is basically the the mobile suit is the embodiment of that. Yeah. And so it's like it shows that a lot better. Um and I do like I think that we might be in like a really good sweet spot for the animation in the show cuz I feel like the way that it's drawn in the detail I I don't know if it can get that much better without, you know, <laughs> getting into the cheating that we kind of see in other animes um, where they kind of reuse things a lot more. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, so pleased with, especially like all of the computer modules and stuff like that. Oh are my gosh. So it just continues all of the graphics on the, yeah. all of the like led screens inside of the cockpit, just like the rotating geometry, like basic geometry. And right. Stuff. The augmented reality that pops up all over uh, the cockpit. Those are my favorite scenes. On my computer now. That's just like, it's titled nice shots. And it's just like <laughs> a ton of screenshots I took that I'm just like, oh, I wish my computer looked like this <laughs> instead of the Gmail screen. Like this <laughs> right. In terms of the animation. So those are some of my favorite scenes Definitely. where you see the, the computer, the schematics and like the, 
the measurements of like the distance and the whatever mm-hmm. and like the reflection that comes on their helmet screen. Yeah. Uh, um, it's just uh, so satisfying. Alex, do you have any opinions on the uh, art style of this? I, I love uh, series? it. It's yeah, it's so cool. It's yeah, much more refined than like I'm gonna keep doing it to zero zero seven nine because that's what's gonna happen. Sorry if you guys hate me for that. Our listeners, I'm sure the other three don't care as much. But yeah, I just love yeah, I love how refined it is. Yeah, there's a lot of detail. The co- yeah, I love the three D kind of or the three sixty. It's so much more immersive. Just like I feel like a bit more like yeah, like you're kind of into everything. Mm-hmm. And I just, and there's a lot of world building and like all the little details that they do in this. Like, even like going back to like episode one where they're just taking the trolleys and like, it's such like a little part. Like, it's so cool to see, but it's like, yeah, all the little details are like, yeah, like how else do you move around a spaceship in zero gravity? Oh, you have to like hold on to something. It's like, these right. little, these little like details that just keep popping up. It's so cool. Yeah. As somebody who's just artistically challenged, uh, I'm blown away. I feel like I'm constantly just pausing it and just being like, I wish I could be a part of like making something like this because it is just incredible to see. So episode four uh, is called Emma's decision. Uh, Jared and Camille fight in their mobile suits while Emma attempts to stop the battle. Basque tasks Emma with stealing the AU's new mobile suits, but she frees Camille's father and takes the Gundams back to the AU instead. So the character that we're introduced to in the first couple episodes is like a side character Emma, she becomes more of a a focus on this episode. Um, what were you guys? Do you guys like Emma as a character, Alex? What What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I love I love the uh, betrayal. Like so, she was just too nice compared to everyone else. She was like, well, just not not. She was less shitty. Like I don't know. Nice feels like a bad like a bad way to describe it, but like. I think also uh, piggybacking off of that, if you're gonna say anything bad about Emma, that she's too much of a straight, straight man, I guess is the character, yeah. uh, or that the the saying, right? Yeah. Like she's too uh, principled, like that's kind of one dimensional, not interesting. But I like her character um, mm-hmm. in terms of her just kind of being a badass. You know, she's the one uh, breaking everybody free and uh you know take care of business and she doesn't fuck around and she sticks to her principles yeah she has such strong principles she's there to like she joined the titans to join the earth federation when she sees Mm -hmm. that the titans are against the earth federation she's like well i have one choice which is to stick with the good side of the site right i think that's the biggest takeaway from these episodes is that this show is doing a lot better job of developing the actual human beings in the show in developing their choices, it gives them more of an opportunity to say why they're doing things. And I think that's yeah. part of like why the rebellion works so well is because it's more of an emotional decision. It's more of like a decision that you can you choose to make. And so I think that all of these characters, Quattro, Camille, Emma, all of the AU uh, commanders, um, they all get more like license to feel and to also say how they're feeling about things. So I think mm-hmm. like that's why the, these episodes in particular are so important and why it's important to see Emma choosing to, to say that the Titans are bad and choose the AU. Right. Despite all these immense institutional pressures that these mm-hmm. characters face in different situations, um, you know, they'll choose differently, right? They'll, or they'll, I think the show is also kind of saying like, hey, you don't have to follow along with everything. You know, you can 
You can rebel. Mm-hmm. You can make different choices. You have agency. Yeah. That's a good point. This is also the episode where we find out that Camille's dad is a fucking cheating ass bitch. <laughs> no, we find cheating that ass out. hoe bag. I guess we hear her say of that earlier. Like, cause doesn't, doesn't Camille's mom like call her call him out for like caring more about his mistress than his she son? She does, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like episode two, like like, I think this is we get we get Camille really Camille, saying yeah. it like like he he realizes what's happened yeah. uh, as well. So it is interesting. Um, part of this, I think, is interesting is that it's like a nice balance of Camille is like obviously cares a lot about the, the AU and what they're doing, but what what he really cares about, like deep in his like teenager soul, is the fact that like his mom and his dad worked with the earth federation and he's very disenfranchised with them and he like hates what they've become and he hates that like their relationship was torn apart and he hates that like his childhood was taken away yeah yeah they're really setting him up to be the perfect um gundam orphan protagonist (laughs) yeah (laughs) absolutely um simon your partner's name is emma do you think that emma in the show is anything like emma in real life Hair is small. That's a good um, point. Eyes, nose. Mm-hmm. Titties. All right. <laughs> Insightful. Episode bonus. five. <laughs> <laughs> the, first time, um, the first time they mentioned Emma's name. Um, I think Emma was in the room and the show said Emma and I paused the show and I just shouted Emma and then Emma looked at me and said, yeah, and <laughs> that's a name. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of how we work through it as a couple together. There's okay. still, obviously... that's what I was looking for, Simon. I thought that yeah. it was going to bring something to the, t- to, to the relationship. If anything, it's brought us closer, you know, because like, it's kind of like there's another Emma's in the mix. Now there's another Emma in my life and it's kind of like, you know, which one is, Am I prioritizing at different mm-hmm. points in my right. in my day? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm really trying to make sure that I'm making my real life um, non anime, unfortunately, partner yeah. um, a priority. <laughs> but yeah, uh, episode five is called Father and Son. Basque returns uh, to the Commandeer Colony and he turns the Titans' operation over to Jamaicon. Camille's father steals the Aug's mobile suit in an attempt to give it back to the Titans. Quattro chases him down while the AU commander uses the Argama to help in the battle. Camille attempts to stop his father, and his father is killed in the process. So within five episodes, we're introduced to Camille, we're introduced to his mom and his dad, and then the show just kills his mom and dad. Psych! Both of them, (laughs) right in front of his face. I, I don't know. I think, like, if you're going to be, the like, a protagonist of a Gundam show, like, you kind of have to know what you're signing yeah. up for, you know? Right. Kind of sacrificing both your parents. But yeah. have a th- I think it's not, it's not shown who kills his father, but I'm pretty sure it's Quattro. You oh, think? interesting. I think. I think it's, uh, I think it's, uh, uh, I want to call him Amuro. I know it's not right. It's Camille. No, uh, I don't think so. Oh, no, think Camille, Camille doesn't kill him. To save him. Yeah, 
I actually think that uh, Christian might be right. It, think it is kind of posed as like a stray bullet or something, but it's posed it as a stray like, bullet. But yeah. Quattro right afterwards is like, he made his choice. Oh, so you think you think it was it intentional is. then, not just like? I think it was intentional. Okay. I think it, I think Quattro made that choice to kill him. Okay. To kind of, I think, begin grooming Camille in a certain way. He definitely like yeah takes such strong interest in him. He recognizes his his abilities, um, something mm-hmm. about him because like yeah it's one of the first things he like recognizes like oh is this armor or Layla no this is some Alala no this is someone new. But he's right. like very exactly. quickly drawn to Camille as well. Alex, you're talking about him like we know him from a different series or something, but Quattro Bajina is a new character. Uh, yeah, right. it's We've just... never seen him before in any other series. My bad, my bad. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I, just, I just like I get but... all these characters mixed up. That's like I get, I just call Camille Armor like three times. I just get things mixed up sometimes. What if like the entire series goes through and it's like never revealed that he's Char? Like the whole time, <laughs> yeah, like, he kind of looks like him, but like. I don't think it's him. I would have loved it yeah. so much more if it's just Char's double and it's just Yeah. Like well, Char shows up as another character yes. later. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, what? What the fuck? Like, is this guy? <laughs> no, I think this is a good opportunity to talk about Quattro as a character. Um and obviously we, we kind of tongue in cheek um mentioned that he he has a very striking resemblance to Char and it the show makes no opportunity or like it doesn't take any opportunity to try and make you think it's not Shar, yeah. but they never call him Shar in the in at least the beginning of the right. series. So we have Shar coming back, one of our main characters from the first season, but he and we haven't seen Amaro, but we see Shar and he's one of our new main characters. Yeah, it's it's like it's funny because it's Shars seems like he's extremely bad at a disguise. I mean, he's basically the same dude. <laughs> Instead of a mask, he's wearing sunglasses and cut off sleeves. Somehow he's supposed to be a brand new person. Like how are you gonna go your nickname be the red comet and then pilot another red Gundam or another yeah, red mobile and suit. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some hot news. Uh Wait, hold on, hold on, Alex. I, I just wanted to introduce a new segment. Uh, this new segment's called Eat Your Words. Oh, fuck with Alex you. <laughs> uh, God damn it. I don't like this section. I'm going to edit this out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, I really like Cardro so far. Like, instantly fell in love with him within, like, the first ten minutes. Within the first, like, not even ten minutes, like, the first, like, two minutes of seeing him. I was like, oh, shit, this dude's cool. And I was like, oh, if he sees me, oh, fuck, it's Char. But I like Char a lot now. So, I'm, I'm a fan I of him now. In this series, I like him. I'm wearing a fucking cut-off jean jacket on the next episode. It's going to be my new best friend. <laughs> yeah, I think that the, the character of Quattro is very affecting, and I like that he's taking Camille under his wing, because we kind of get... The, the whole relationship of Amaro and Quattro is like this thing that's kind of flirted before us in all of 0079. But this show is more, it kind of gives you this new relationship and develops Char as a character, um, which I really appreciated. Right, because Shar mm-hmm. had accomplished his main life goal in 079, right? eliminating yeah. the Zabi mm-hmm. family. 
and now he's much more complicated of a person he's got more definitely more things in mind for sure so episode six is called to earth um the titan ship the alexandria continues to follow the au chips argama and mont blanc the au holds off an attack by jared and lila while the au member rekawa Lond leaves on a classified mission to earth interesting no it's that i think this was a very uh good episode we noticed that uh camille has he's got the hots for requa and he's he oh, like, yeah. wants to say something to her before she's getting ready to leave on her secret mission earth but he can't quite get to it mm-hmm. um this this episode also gave us some interesting backstory that i wanted to touch on which is the um colony i believe it's colony 30 incident um, which they explore further in another mm-hmm. episode. But this is like a big conversation that our protagonist group has about an incident where Basque gases, basically uses poison gas on an uprising in Colony 30. Mm-hmm. Um, he essentially like killed was... 3 million people. 3 yes. million people. Oh, so Basque is pretty much the PPP. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> my... my uh, my note for this is Basque equals Trump. Yeah. <laughs> well, Trump hasn't poisoned anyone with gas yet, but well, the the police department in the city I live in does all the time. So he he did tear gas all of those people outside the White House to hold a Bible in front of a church. Oh yeah, upside he did, down. <laughs> he did do that. Upside down, like a dead like a dead yeah. baby. That's why it was super weird. Uh, forgot about that. It's twenty twenty. Um, okay. Anyways. Uh, we get we also get in this episode another uh what i thought was really interesting scene which is uh emma talks about meeting amaro back on earth oh my god yeah and i my note for this is that amaro is a rich asshole now he like is hanging out by a pool with his sunnies on and he has like a butler i fucking love it yeah the butler's like oh the power went out should i still bring you tea he's like yes I'll have it out here, please. Thank you. Amaro is like an Alfred now. It's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, Amaro, you've changed, man. Yeah, no, he really bro. sold out. He like, in like the eight years in between the war, like, you know, Bright was just getting like pummeled on, trying to like work his way up and then just getting like knocked back down. Amaro was like only taking brand deals. Yes. Like Amaro was only <laughs> trying to fucking monetize his personal brand and that he lives in like the Hollywood Hills now. Oh, and there's yeah, like billboards say... of him uh, in his spacesuit with a milk mustache. I mean, oh. respect the drip, though. You, you know, Armour has his own name brand. Like, yeah, you have to respect. He the has drip. his own name brand slides now. You know. Yeah, he's like the friend that you have in college who then moves to LA, and he just becomes a different yeah. person. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, like I like I really liked him back, you know, back in the Midwest, but now he's just like. He took. Know, he, he bought a DSLR. Like... He filmed some time lapses, and now he thinks he's fucking Ken Burns. Like, shut the fuck up. But, but he does. You know he does I'm send saying? you a pair of those. He, I hate Amaro. He does send you a pair. He does send you that that Ray bag. And you're like, all right, like fuck the dude. But I got the new fashion bag, so a little, a little cooler. Exactly. Yeah. He does have a hookup, so I'll like hit him up for yeah. the hookup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I just thought that was really funny. Like we we get our first glimpse of Amaro, and it was just like he changed so much but it's also just like i don't know it was really cool to see some characters from the past and right. from our first from our first i got the, the vibe show. that amuro is like in hiding right now 
like Amro has kind of like exiled himself to this like little paradise oasis because he doesn't want to be found. Exile. Those, those are air quotes. If you couldn't hear when I said it. Um, I mean, I want to exile myself to a private nice. island with the butler. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. I was pumped. I was pumped to see him on screen. I was like, oh shit, it's Amro. Yeah. I can't wait to see how he's tied into this whole mess. Um, but we only get to see him for a, a quick second. Yeah, we don't get any, I don't think we get much more Amuro in the rest of these episodes, but I kind of like that. I kind of like that we have something to look forward to, because yeah. we have 50, ep- or like, we have 50. Like 50 episodes of the show. It's like kind of cool to have something to look forward to and to see how he ties into the story and what, what he chooses. And obviously, mm-hmm. now he has more in common with Char than he has with the Earth Federation, so mm-hmm. it's like, what is, what's he going to choose and do, you know, going right. into the rest of the show i did want to highlight one conversation that happens in this episode that i thought was really affecting uh which is a conversation between camille and quattro so this is when basically they're getting ready to go um buy time for Rekawa so that she can fly down to earth you're late sorry lieutenant uh lieutenant quattro have you heard of the colony 30 incident Yes. I overheard someone say there was some kind of riot there. It was more than that. Why did it happen? The reason is people don't trust each other. Huh? Without trust, there's suspicion. When you're filled with suspicion, everyone starts looking evil. That's when people make the wrong choices. So are you saying that's the reason why you fight, Lieutenant? Because you don't trust other people? No, I fight because the Titans are running out of control. But I still don't know what to do. How do you feel right now? I feel like I'm doing the right thing. There's an answer for you. And I just felt like that conversation in itself is way more than we ever got with anything in 0079 as far totally. as like a character's development, a character's like choice. And it, it, it's not only developing Camille and saying that he's making a choice to do what he's doing, it's also a lot of development for Quattro, you know, and the the quote, the reason is people don't trust each other without trust or suspicion. I just felt like that is a very good sentiment even now, just right. like Super with what relevant. we're living through. And I like stopped it whenever I was watching, and I rewinded it and watched it again. And I was just like, what a very like nice gem of a of a conversation that we have in this anime. Yeah. Because in zero zero seven nine, Amuro doesn't really have a choice. Like the white base crew is surviving, mm-hmm. you know, day to day. Yeah. Uh, if they're not, you know, putting their gloves up, there's no making it to tomorrow. Uh, so Amuro never had that kind of agency. Yeah. Camille does. Mm-hmm. He has the choice to say, "Oh, well, I think I'll take Aug's side," or just Leave. not at yeah, all. Like... Right. Um. So it is a lot more interesting and layered in terms of Camille's situation. But it is it is a super relevant conversation because uh you know the Quattro's you know bringing up his whole theory on um where problems arise, where when people turn against each other and it's mm-hmm. when people stop knowing one another. Um and yeah, so it's Michael's definitely right. It it's brings a lot more interesting complexity to character development and conversation. It's a good hit to that, because at this point, we don't know who 
talk show is, correct? Like, not to next episode or two. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, you, you it's do, never but announced you're yet. not explicitly. Yeah, so, like, it gives yeah. a, a good, like, hint and kind of Easter egg to what Sean went through as a younger person. And, like, it's the whole reason he hates the zombie family is because of the mistrust and, like, the attack. So it's like, okay, like, yeah, it's just kind of a nice, like, little background on this character and why he thinks the way he does. Mm-hmm. I just felt like out of everything we've seen from the franchise so far, that, that scene to me was the most kind of insight that we get into why people are making the choices they do. Yeah. In a way that's not them screaming while they're in a cockpit fighting right, each other. Right, right. That's like where a lot of the character development happens. And I, I think that that was just like a really genuine moment. Um, so this episode ends with Rekwa making her escape to Earth. Jared and Camille get to fight again, um, where they kind of end in another stalemate. Their um, rivalry is kind of a shadow of the Shar Amaro rivalry, where mm-hmm. they are going to be in yeah. constant battle, but no one can quite get the upper hand. Um, mm. But we do, we do finally get in this episode a little bit more of Camille finding where he fits in this puzzle. And we also get a really cool glimpse into into the Zeta, which is so awesome. Yes, yeah, we get our first kind of teaser of a new mobile suit. Yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention before we move on is. Um, what do you all think of the mobile suit designs so far in this series? I love Mark II. It's so cool. It's so cool. I like Mark II as well. I think that the color scheme is a lot yeah. better. Do you like the color scheme better? Yeah, I love yeah. the Black Gundam so much. It looks so... It's emo. It's literally the emo Gundam, and I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing can be RX-78. For some, The color scheme for RX-78 is just so uh, sharp and clean and classic. Uh, I just... I don't know. But I do. Uh, I mean, I I do the 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 black and the grays and the yeah. yellow of the Mark II is very satisfying as well. Well, it like reminds me of like what I do with like the mo like my build kits. It just like you take our existing Gundam and then you just like paint over it. Like you know, like that's yeah. effectively yeah. what they did. <laughs> I I have in my notes that the Mark II is the fuckboy Gundam because yeah. <laughs> everybody uses it for whatever they want to use yeah. it for. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like fits into whatever, you know, it gets around. But I do, I think that the designs in this show so far are so good. Like even the Rick Diaz, uh, I think is a really cool mobile suit. I like the other, the Earth Federation's new type of Zaku's. I think that the Mark II is really cool. Yeah. Um, So I'm like super happy about it. Uh, But with that, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Hello listeners, it's Michael here. I just wanted to step in real quick and say thank you for listening to our show. We are happy to have you and we appreciate you so much. If you are enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and review. That really helps us. And if you want to interact with us at all, you can send us an email to gundamihardlyknowem at gmail.com. We would love to get some feedback and maybe even read some stuff on the show. Anyway, see you soon. Welcome back. Uh, thank you guys for listening, coming back with us. 
so to start off this second segment, I have a little mini game to play. Um, these three fellas don't know what it is. But it's called Biden or Bidon. thought I heard a girl's name. But that kid looks like a boy. But that kid looks like a boy. But that kid looks like a boy. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Oh, oh, very <laughs> nice. Ooh, a little, a little cultural relevance up in here. Oh, yeah. Well, pop culture reference. Yeah. yeah, I think by the by the time this episode comes out, uh, it'll be President Biden. Fingers crossed. I, I, when I do this podcast, I got to pretend that I don't live in this country. <laughs> call okay, my Michael, shot. transport me to fucking... Universal Century, please. Oh, I would love to live in the Universal Century where we could just get gassed in the colony. By <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'd be long gone. <laughs> okay, so for this game, I have a bunch of quotes, and no, <laughs> you all have to tell me if you think it's Joe Biden or Camille <laughs> Bidon. Okay, let's um, go. Okay, so I think the way we're going to do this, everybody's going to keep track of their own points because I just don't have the agency to do this. Um, I'm going to say the quote, and at that point, you have to buzz in with your own name. So say your own name, at which time you then will get to answer. So it's like a first come, first serve? So exactly. Like, Christian! And then I buzz in. Yeah, then I would say, all right, then I would say, like, Christian, what do you think it is? And then you would say, Joe or Camille. All right. The quote is, I refuse to believe that the other side is our enemy. Your name. Alex? I, that's Biden. That's Joe. Good old Joey boy. Good old grandpa creepy ass Joe. That, that's Sleepy yes. Joe. Yes. Sleepy wow. Joe. That was a good one. <laughs> Uh-oh. Did, didn't he say right, that? Well, the, didn't one, he say that in the debate? I do not know. Maybe. <laughs> this, was a very, this was a very hard <laughs> game to come up with. because it, It's hard to find quotes from either of them that are not highly... Uh, like divulging of who they are. Okay. The second quote. I learned a lot and I learned that it makes a difference. Simon. Christian. Simon, I heard you first. Go ahead. Uh, Joe Biden. Ooh, good job. That's Joe. Yes. Okay, I knew it. Yeah, that was that was definitely. He sounds like a little. He does sound like a hopeful teenager when he, when he talks. <laughs> like he, he just sounds like he got an A on his science test and he's trying his best. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. This is the next one. God, it's good to be in New Hampshire. <laughs> That's Joe. <laughs> Good job, Christian. That's <laughs> definitely Camille. No, that's Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. Uh, Although, uh, you know what? Uh, Camille's outfit looks, he would fit right into the New Hampshire scene, I think. Yeah, with the sweater he looks like he could be a boyfriend in, he looks like a boyfriend in Gilmore Girls. Yeah. It's <laughs> a really good shout. <laughs> um, all right, here's the next one. That would be a tragedy, but a tragedy of his own making. Alex. Christian. Simon. I heard Camille. Christian first. Camille? Fucking lag. Yeah. That was Joe. Oh. What? I feel like that's a really right. Gundam thing to say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. All right. The character of Joe Biden was actually loosely based on Camille, though. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. The writers of the real world. <laughs> this is another one. I don't know if I'm up for this, but I don't exactly have a choice. Uh, Alex. Simon. Mm, I'm going to say Alex got that one just because I heard okay, him first. Okay, that is Camille. Agreed. That is yeah, Camille. Maybe. Good job. Yeah, I feel like it's not very presidential to like talk about not having a choice in the matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what can I get? Well, like, like I just want the president of our country to have both of his parents killed by the opposition, <laughs> and that's the driving force in his like diplomacy. Here's another one. And now we're all paying the price. Alex. Christian. I heard Christian first. That's Joe. That is Joe. Good job. Really? This lag is killing me right now. In this bitch. <laughs> you Fucking have the most lag. Points. Yo, what <laughs> server <laughs> are we playing on? Jesus Christ. Yeah, what's your, what's Should your we ping? reboot the podcast? Alex, also, you, <laughs> Alex, you're like the closest person to me. I know. Um, you should get it faster. I definitely I said Alex so like, loud to get across the country. Said Christian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one. Violence is not good. Alex. <laughs> I'm going to say oh, Simon. come on. Oh, no. yeah. Fuck yeah. Violence is not good. No, not Camille. Joe Biden. You're wrong. It was Camille. Fuck. <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> Joe Biden would never say that. <laughs> Remember, right. Joe Biden's inspired from camille's character yeah. exactly uh, uh all right here's another one one of the problems i'm finding i've got to be more alex. aggressive that's alex. grandpa joe go ahead that is joe yeah. good job you really know your joe right. uh, listen to a lot of news podcasts out there you gotta know <laughs> the enemy all right if we fight together we might just save the world christian all right christian go ahead if we fight together, we might just save the world. You can't just say your name that think about it. You gotta have an answer ready to go. <laughs> and then not know. Alex. Uh, Joe. Joe. Wrong. Uh, what? That's Camille. Also, I wanna I wanna elaborate when I just said like thirty seconds ago. I called Joe Biden the enemy, but I also want to establish I am not a Trump supporter. He might be the enemy, but he's still the best option. Please vote for him. If this comes out before you vote. But if it did come out for you, I hope he's you a friend of me. He's a friend of me, okay? Huh. All right, this is the next one. This one's a toughie. Camille's a man's name, and I'm a man. <laughs> Alex. Joe Biden. <laughs> All right, Alex, you like you superimpose Joe Biden over the fucking bully in that Deep scene? Thing, <laughs> yes. That's Camille, but I wish, I wish Joe Biden had just said it randomly. <laughs> All right, and this is the last one I have. All right, let's hear it. Lives are power. I'm going to give it to Simon. He hasn't answered enough. Uh, Simon, go ahead. Camille. That is Camille. Yes. You don't. Okay. And that is it. That's all of them. You set that up really well. That that was actually pretty hard on a lot of them. That was really good. Guys, I cannot explain to you how long that took. It's both (laughs) hard to find. It's hard to find, like, Joe Biden quotes that aren't just, like, 
at the White House, yeah. like when I was, <laughs> like that aren't explicitly about like in Scranton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they aren't explicitly about like Hillary or Obama. And it's also so hard to find Camille quotes that aren't like get in the mobile suit, guys, or you know, <laughs> just like oh, it was so hard. Can weird. I do another? We appreciate you, Mike. Want to add a little segment to the, the bonus work. game? Who is the better mom figure? Fra, Bo, or Fra? Fra or Fra? Yeah. Or Fra. Yeah. Fra for Fra. Who is best squirrel? It sounded, it sounded like a nonsense it, question. It does. It really does. Fra or Fra. Who is mom? Who's the better Who mother figure? Fra or Fra? Fra, 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 Fra. Fra or Fra? Fra got like... Okay, like we we can talk about this in like future episodes, but Fug kind of got like I don't know, not enough screen time. And the screen time mm-hmm. that she did get, it was just like a like this the type of screen time where like uh Camille was just like conscious constantly being shitty to her, and I did not yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, I have to agree with Simon on that. I'm a bigger, I like Fraubo a lot as a character, and I I hope that Fug gets the same development as Fraubo yeah. did but so far with what i've seen i i'm a big Fraubo stan so i'm yeah. gonna have to say Fraubo on that <laughs> fuck yeah. has no kids to take care of <laughs> yeah the only fuck clips i really know are the ones that i saw on youtube when i was trying to find fucking camille <laughs> quotes for that game oh i actually <laughs> looked at a ton of fuck um clips because like, <laughs> fuck clips it sounds like she's like a pro like call of duty yeah. gamer like, <laughs> like, dude, like see the fuck clip montage like 360 no she's got the fucking deagle on lock no but um because i was like trying to compile all of the um videos of camille and fa to make an emo music video out of all of them um and it was fucking hard as shit i ended up just like superimposing music over the entire first episode (laughs) but it was in the later episodes there's a lot of fa bringing out like snacks to everybody Uh, which mm -hmm. traditionally is only positive but camille Mm -hmm. um could give a shit in this situation but anyway we can talk about jumping to the episodes I thought they looked good together, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was super I, like pissed off at Camille consistently for how shitty he is to her. Yeah, I, 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 I like Fa. Uh, she's best girl, but she does not have enough development yet, so hopefully hopefully she gets the same development as Bravo does. Yeah. All right, so uh, Michael, who's taking the reins here? This is episode seven, but baby, yeah. this is you. All right. All right, all right, I'm jumping in. Yeah, episode seven, as we all know, is titled "Escape from Side One." Aug leader Blex Forer offers Camille a chance to join as an Aug member. The ship heads for Colony Thirty, where three million protesters were gassed to death. Leela chases Camille into the colony, and uh, takes him hostage for a little bit. And I believe afterwards they engage in a battle, and mm-hmm. uh, Leela meets her end in this battle. Yeah, it was brutal. Mm-hmm. Right through the cockpit. Actually, I really, I, I really like this episode a lot, because um, it is. It's I think like they talk about Camille being like this ace pilot, but I don't feel like you really see him being that like good at mm-hmm. piloting in the first couple episodes. But he just absolutely destroys her in that fight 
Right. And she's like supposed to be a highly decorated yeah. soldier for the Earth Federation. Right. And he just like casually is just like, yeah, I killed her. I don't know. It's just like, and what, it's cool dude? Because it's like Jared like stole like my mom, so I'm gonna steal your like wannabe GF. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, <fucking laughs> yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the the way she dies is kind of like this slow motion scene. But I was mm-hmm. sad to see her go. I liked her character a lot. She seems super interesting. Yeah, um, yeah and... I don't feel like we talked about her enough in yeah. the, the company episodes, but she definitely was like one of the better characters on the... Not, she wasn't a Titan, but she was on the Earth Federation side of things. So, mm-hmm. And she, like, honestly, she looked... She seems like the best pilot on the show up to this point. And mm-hmm. somehow Camille bests her um mm-hmm. new type baby yeah it's the, it's the, the special energy. power is that that he has yeah i did have um, two things real quick uh one of them was apparently the general public doesn't believe in new types um which i yeah. thought was kind of interesting i feel like there's like a fucking alex jones type truther probably out there on the airwaves like new types aren't real fucking well, i mean i mean bullshit. there aren't any real examples like armoro is isolating or exiled or just saying fuck the world i'm gonna social do whatever distancing. i'm gonna do in his paradise um, <laughs> social distance we got the other the only other like i'm rose quarantine yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we had the like major new type was killed by armoro and mm-hmm. like got yeah everyone else to like these new types are like the myths like they say like right and everyone on the white base but they say it, like a legend way like mm-hmm. no one really takes it seriously Right. right. Well, and right. it's I guess up to this, it's not as widespread of a phenomenon because you see in later Gundam shows they're actually developing, you know, new types into weapons. Yeah, and there yeah. there is some of that kind of. They do that in the one year war in zero zero seven nine. Like there's interest on the Earth Federation's part to develop mm. new well, types into weapons. So it's interesting that in this scenario, the phenomenon is considered kind of supernatural i thought more the weapon development for new types came from the zion like because he had that uh the zeon Zeon. yeah Yeah, because they tried that one guy oh that's true you're right the older gentleman who just seems like a nice guy (laughs) (laughs) he just tried to fucking retire they dragged him out of retirement for one last hurrah and he got fucking like i'm too old for this shit man and then he just got destroyed (laughs) couldn't handle that one uh, ship super well like this this last one one that you all hated but i loved yeah this is yeah, the Zeon. Huh? Yeah. yeah. The Zeon. Yeah, Zeon, because that, that was a new type. Um, it was developed for a new type, and then there weren't any left. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess people on Earth don't think it's yeah, that kind of... Anyways, yeah. that brings us to episode eight, The Dark Side of the Moon. The Aegis Argama and the Titans Alexandria both arrive at the moon. Jared and Camille battle, battle in their mobile suits. Quattro meets with Wong Lee, the financial supporter of Eug, and the owner of the mobile suit manufacturing company. McDaniels! <laughs> McDaniels! 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 McDaniels machine broke! Like... <laughs> 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 oh my god. Been holding, I've been holding into that all night. I'm ready for this moment. <laughs> The fucking art on the wall in McDaniel's is like 
the most you gotta like if you haven't watched this scene at 0.5 speed to just appreciate every single jpeg that they made of what they envisioned mcdaniels to look like (laughs) one of my little most favorite parts of anime is all the mcdonald's knockoffs that exist in every like you know what you know what my favorite part of mcdonald's are my favorite part of McDonald's is how they have the secret backroom <laughs> Is what my favorite part the of McDonald's rebel back-end are. Meetings. See, if, yeah. if you yeah. shift the balls in the ball pit in the correct direction. <laughs> there's an entrance to a business meeting. Yeah, you open up, the, the, the floor separates out, and then the, the table comes up in the meeting chairs. It's just a special sequence. Uh, <laughs> big Daniels. <laughs> My only note for this episode is McDaniel. <laughs> McDaniel. <laughs> yeah, but you see on Michael's paper, just big McDaniels, and that's it. Yeah. The furious <laughs> scribbling, and then it's like at the end, the pen goes off the page as he ran to go get chicken McNuggets. Oh. Well, and also in this episode, we have, we see Wong Lee slap a Camille around a little bit, don't we? Is yeah. that this, or is that next episode? I don't remember. remember. It's one of these. These two can we can kind of walk together. Yeah, Camille gets the shit. Yeah, what's up with Gundam shows and the protagonist getting slapped? But the whole okay, just to clear up Wong Lee's role, it's like he's like a big electron, like a Jeff Bezos looking motherfucker. He is. He's that kind of dude. The AU needs funding, so they like are trying to. Okay, all right. Uh I mean, that's interesting. I think that's why. This kind of slowed down for a lot of us because it became yeah. a little bit about like you know gathering funds it, to fund a war effort which is like you know obviously not as exhilarating as like space battles but and also cool. to explain to explain it mcdaniels is just like mcdonald's but it's mcdaniels but it's mcdonald's oh, thanks for, thanks for clearing that up oh so it's like Oh, I get it. So it's like McDonald's, yeah. like like yeah. the fast food oh, place, it's fast like food. the burger restaurant. Oh. Yeah, it's like the burger ah. restaurant, but it's McDaniel's. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty <laughs> much not a whole lot. I feel like to me this this episode was pretty forgettable. I I don't really remember a whole Strong lot. Strong disagree, but okay. I mean McDaniel's. We all yeah, that's all I think about the episode. Dang, so. Yeah, I <laughs> very memorable for me. <laughs> I don't remember okay. the plot of the episode, you're right about that, but sure as hell as I remember Matt McDaniels. This Wong Lee fellow, but this I is, do know um, We mentioned this earlier, but this is the episode where it is confirmed that Quattro is Char. Um, this wow. is the first time that we hear it confirmed. So, Some people do know about his secret identity. And then he goes to a McDaniels. But yeah, they uh, basically convinced this Sarah fellow get them the money and the resources they need. Um, and that leads us into episode 9, A New Bond. Rekua attempts to infiltrate the Federation base at Jaburo meets Kai Shiden. And on the moon, Anaheim gives new mobile suits to both Aug and the Titans. Quattro, Apoli, Roberto... What? And Camille attempt to steal the Titans' new suits at Granada, but Cacricorn is ready to defend them. Uh, but I did love uh, Requa's, uh her adventure into the jungle and getting caught mm-hmm. by those uh, soldiers, and uh, Kai comes yeah. out of nowhere and is like, Wapow! 
I guess. Kai got so yeah. cool. Yeah, Kai he got is so, so cool. That I was referencing that a lot, and because earlier with you, Alex, because I was calling you the Kai of yeah. our podcast, and you kept on saying that that was a diss, nope. and I was like, you have, you don't even know yet, man. That was a compliment. Kai fucks. Yeah. I mean, that's not <laughs> true about hard. me, but like, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> he like was like, hey, what what was he doing to like compliment himself? He's like, but especially keeping my like my cool around like such a cool lady as of yourself, like you oh, know, like something. He like got that. he got he got a smooth this uh, that that the Kai this podcast yeah. does not have. <laughs> You're getting oh. there. You just need you just need your you just need your second season. I do. Alex. I need my sophomore season. I need to reboot this life. Go around number two. I'll be way more cool. <laughs> uh, Alex. So yeah, there. Uh, Rek was like initially caught up, and Kai helps her out, and then they kind of are you know advance along in their scheme to infiltrate the Jaburo base. And uh, yeah, so they're trying to get those those mobile suits, but their mm-hmm. their plans are foiled. And I thought this was one of the more exhilarating action sequences. Yeah, it was. Series. Yeah, because this is where they kind of attack each other, but in different places almost. Like mm-hmm. the AUG members attack the Titans at their base, and then the Titans attack the AUG at their base. So neither of them are there to fight each other. They're just like fucking shit up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did want to touch on the Anaheim electronics thing. I thought that was like kind of cool. Um, little wrinkle is basically like these suppliers of weapons, just like in the real world, are the ones who are winning in the situation. And they're the ones who want these like this fight to continue and like want the right. battle to continue so they can sell more fucking beam sabers or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I thought that you know another good like kind of world building thing and also just you know a good grounding of the situation. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. you're right. I think this was a really good battle, and um, we got to see Camille and Quattro again fighting together, which is like. Pretty cool to see, you know, because a lot of times it was just Amaro on his own or Amaro with, like, gun tank, like, out in the distance. So the the detail of these battles is, like, I think is so awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's in the end, it's the weapons manufacturers that win in these whole situations, which is, yeah, definitely part of the, the real robot world that Gundam is situated in. Yeah. Alex, what are you about to say? I would say some of the uh, the most they kind of feature this episode are super fucking cool too. Mm-hmm. Like I really just like digging all the new designs. So when much. does Quattro yeah. get that gold mobile suit? That was, that was this episode. episode? Yeah, That's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, and that thing is. I'm gonna say. Yeah, it's so. I'm cool. about to buy that. I had one. to look it up again, <laughs> and oh my god, like it's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's uh, it hasn't been a mobile suit in this season that I've been, I've hated. It's been something I'm not a big fan of. Mm-hmm. But everyone is still slaps. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I think that's yeah, they're all very cool mobile suits. All right, so moving right along, that takes us into um, episode ten reunion. The Alexandria destroys the Aug's moon base, but Argama and the new Aug ship Radish escape and head to Earth. 
Eug's ship picks up a distress call from Bright Noah's shuttle, currently under attack from a mysterious pilot named Patamus Scirocco. That's how I'm going to pronounce his name. It's spelled S-C-I-R-O-C-C-O. I challenge you to pronounce that. Go ahead and try. Scirocco. Sicario. This person looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh looking motherfucker. Yeah, he is more he is more anime looking. <laughs> yeah. God, but the the purple the purple hair with the with the rubber band thing. I don't know what that thing's called. It's like but... What the fucking soccer players wear? You know that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got yeah, one of those hair bands going on. All my homies hate that shit. Like, stop it. What? What are you a fucking angel having a halo what? around your head? What? And plus. Who has whose fucking <laughs> name is Patamus? Yeah, it's a whack name. Pat-tumus. Also, your joke, Patamus Sicario, is pretty funny. That's it. That's sitting pretty yeah. well with me. More like Paddington Bear. Pa- Paddington, suck my a- a- assio. <laughs> Pat- yeah. Also, also why does his why does his mobile suit match his hair? Like, yeah, his mobile suit is cool as shit. His mobile suit is also very like anime type. Like, is it a mobile suit or is it a mobile absolutely. armor? I think it's a mobile armor. I think it's both. I think that's what's what... the difference. Yeah. Is it a mobile suit just a mobile or is is a mobile? I thought mobile armor is like attachments to mobile suits. A mobile armor is like um, I'm trying to think of the name. Yeah, it's more of a ship. I'm trying to think of the name of the one in zero zero seventy nine, but is there is like a difference. Oh, kind that of, was the Gundam. Uh, kind of like what Lala piloted wasn't necessarily a Gundam because it doesn't oh, have arms and legs. Yeah, but this I one, yeah, yeah. And I will say, we just were talking about how much we like the designs. I do not like mobile armors. I don't think they're that interesting to look at. So I didn't really like this one. But it does transform uh, into a mobile suit, I believe. I think we see that yeah. um, in this episode as well when he's attacking. Yeah. But it is kind of cool to have another it's- mysterious. Uh, antagonist. Yeah, yeah, he just he's coming out of nowhere. He's fucking shit up, and they don't really know what to how to deal with him. Um, he's kind of like this is this is when water. Bob finally comes back, right? Yeah. Yes, because he's on the on... shuttle. Yeah. With yes, Bright. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Bright's back back in a mix, um, and he kind of defects uh, with Aug. He kind of joins their side. Um, and that brings us into episode eleven, entering the atmosphere. And this, these last two episodes, I think, are my favorite of this set. Um, yes. So Henkin promotes Bright to captain of the Argama and leaves for the mm-hmm. moon. So Henkin is he's kind of the commander. He's the head leader of uh, Eug at this point, and he gives Bright the he gives Bright the command of the Argama, knowing that he's leaving them in capable hands. And he leaves for the moon as the Aog fleet heads for Earth. Sirocco, or uh, <clears throat> Simon, what was his name? I I don't know. I'm just like thinking like all of the other things that we can call him. His name was Paddington. Paddington suck my ass or something like that. <laughs> Paddington oh, yeah, suck my ass <laughs> believes he can stop the Aog at Earth. And he and Jared and Capricorn attack Emma, Camille, and Quattro as they descend through the atmosphere as the danger of burning up completely becomes more real. And uh, 
So the way this battle is animated, I absolutely loved it. And I love yeah. the mayhem that yes. they're kind of experiencing as they're crashing towards Earth. Um, y'all tell me some of your favorite bits of this episode. All right. Like you've missed on one of the biggest points of this episode, which is that Bright yeah. and Mirai got married. Er, yeah, 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 I was, was going to say that was my favorite too. part of the episode is finding yeah. that out. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I love that. Whoa. I like that. I like that I we're getting that the backstory of these characters, but not in like, I don't know. I guess it is fan service in a way, but it, it is just like. But it's the perfect fan service. Yeah. It, it just made sense. Bright and Mirai were like a very wholesome happen. couple in the Definitely. 0079. Like, I mean, like Amro and like yeah. Rao and like Kai and whatever. Or Kai. I don't think Kai ever like really had a serious romantic interest he tried yeah he, he tried but like um bright and mirai they just like have such good mutual respect for each other you know mm-hmm. yeah definitely um the other the only other note that i have on this episode um is i really just like the team that we have in the au so quattro emma and camille i just really like having them work together i like all those characters yeah. a mm-hmm. lot and I like their kind of dynamic and the fact that they they communicate very well and also like they are developing a lot as like yeah. companions. So I feel like that that's one thing that I really enjoyed about this. Emma gets a little hamstrung in this episode, but I feel like they make kind of like a dream team of pilots. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. So can you imagine what it must be like like being bright and having to work with Shar, uh, being like this fucking oh, asshole yeah. tried to kill me so many times, and now I'm on this <laughs> side. I have to work and he's with one of my best pilots. Is it's bright like, okay? It's... Is bright aware that Quattro is Shar, or is he like this is really? I don't think so. Like, it's like remembering like he knows. 0079, there's that whole thing where like they don't know what they look like because they're in like mobile suits the whole time. Mm. Like when did when would have Bright ever seen Char? That's true. I assume that he knows. I just feel like the way that he trusts him immediately and there's almost like an understanding between them cuz I had, I watched all of these episodes twice and I was kind of thinking about it more the second go. I was like thinking about do people know who he is? Like, and there's eight years in between the yeah. End in the, the eight years in between, this. they were both looking for jobs, so they saw each other on LinkedIn. And they were like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. yeah, Bright posts also, a lot I of just, motivational shit on LinkedIn. It's so annoying. I'm just going to assume at some point, Shar and Amro like met back up and they're like, okay, guess we're not enemies anymore. Like, Aww. what do? Yeah. Do you I, think? I, yeah, how do I meet at some point in like the one year war reunion? Like, yeah, <laughs> one year war reunion. <laughs> mansion and just like fucking had a great night. It just played Call of Duty yeah. Black Ops One zombies and armor. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte yeah. Char- 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 Armor can like reminisce about the love for a la la. Do you think that they smoked or were they drinking? What? They're always down to drink and smoke. They got like wicked crossed and then like char puked and Amaro didn't though. And that's he, he, he puked in Amaro's pool and the butler had to clean it up. Yeah. <laughs> so lame. Guy's a fucking buzzkill. He got crossed and then tried to fly mobile suits. <laughs> yeah. Poor yeah. Uh, Cacricorn. Cacricorn meets his end in this yeah. episode. 
Because mm-hmm. it, it was kind of cold how uh, Camille did it. He just kind of yeah. like, slipped next to him and cut his parachute open. It was like, bye, bitch. Yeah, that was <laughs> brutal. Like, that was so cool. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. And the whole time, like, Camille's, like, killing all these people. It's like, if you didn't get in my way, you wouldn't have died. This is all your You're fault. The I have to kill you. <laughs> Quit running into I, my I love laser this- beams. Dissociation of like killing people. Like you gotta, you gotta do, you gotta do in war, I guess. Gotta survive, man. Kill or be killed. And that brings us into episode twelve: Winds of Jaburo. Rekua and Kai attempt to escape their prison cell, and you know people are kind of noticing things are a little bit off because no one really is manning the base. What is going on? Uh, Quattro suspicious of Jaburo's light defenses and. Apoli learns that a nuclear bomb is planted in the base. With no possible way to defuse the bomb, everyone scrambles to escape before it detonates. But this was this this episode um uh, was obviously high intensity, everyone's in a rush to get the fuck out of there and um what, out of the, one of the things that kind of stick in my memory was all the people kind of pushing each other off and yeah. each other down to get on the, yeah. the yeah. planes leaving the base <laughs> before it brutal. explodes was was pretty intense, pretty heavy. Yeah, this episode was like all about kind of like it was very like humanity, like focused a lot on like humanity too because it was a lot of um fucking camille was like gunning down people too right yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i don't know it was freaky freaky um what what jumped out to you guys in this this last episode surfing gundam that's my only note um he surfs on that wave rider and he rides it onto a river, which I thought was really cool. Other than that, I, it was just a really good battle episode. Like there wasn't a lot of like interesting plot that happens. It was just like really entertaining. Um, I felt like the mobile suit battles were really entertaining. I, like having Staken with the pilots, you know, who they are was great. So I just, I just thought it was a really good battle episode. One of the better, uh, battle episode. I enjoyed it. Would it say fun, but good? <laughs> Popcorn eating episodes like, oh my god, are they gonna get yeah. out of there? And who shows up? Does anyone know who shows up in this episode? Young boy Hayato. Hayato, my man. Oh yes. I, I love I love white bases getting back together. The whole gang's pretty much back. We have Kai. Yeah, yep. Hayato. Mm-hmm. No, that's yeah, it. Bright. The, the whole gang's not back together yet. Just Kai. Well, yeah, Bright. Yeah, Bright. Oh, yeah, Bright. Yeah, three. That's three of them. Well, you know, we got Armoro somewhere. Armoro's out Armo, we, eating caviar. He just has it. Oh, yeah. Also, we don't, because um, Mirai and the children are not at Jabaro. So we don't yeah. know where they are. So that's another interesting yeah. kind of We know they're on Earth, and that's about it. Cliffhanger. Yeah. <clears throat> So yeah, and that's yeah. You know, up Mirai, and like the only people we haven't heard from is Fraubo. Yeah, no Fraubo, no Sela, and and Sela. No yeah, I want to see where Sela's best at. Best characters of yeah, where's my girl Sela. At? I still hope she ends up with Armor at some point. Just to, <laughs> I, I I'm a ship that hard. It's just 
Although at this point, I kind of hope she ends up with Kai as well because Kai is fucking cool. So. Real quick, I do have one burning question this week. Question. Is the Haro that Camille found on the moon the same Haro that Amaro had on White Base? I assumed I assumed yes. Oh, that's a good burning question. I think it's no. It's <clears throat> because they say that a lot of Harus were made. Maybe maybe that's how maybe that's how Armuro got his fortune and now he has a mansion and he mass produced the Haru. Ooh, that's actually a really good insight. I, oh. I, I can live with that. I can live with that how he got his fame. Like that's cool. Merchandising. Like he's kinda like the guy who invented yeah. the fidget spinner. Like that exactly. guy's got right. Buco Dolores. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, I wanna change my so I hope it's a new Haru and I hope it's I hope Armuro Ray made shit ton of money off of selling those two <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Simon, what do you think? I think it is I think it's the same Haru and I think that it'll like come back. Like, you know, maybe like there will be a scene where, you know, Amuro may have shit like jammed a chip inside of like Haru very far and like a projection of him saying that like he's their only hope or something. <laughs> <laughs> will come out of Haru or something like that. That'd be okay, that'd be really interesting. It'd be really original. Yeah. Yeah. I've never <laughs> yeah. heard anything like that. It'd be original. No, never ever. Yeah. Um I hope it's the same Haru. I like fucking yeah. love Haru. Haru is just like <laughs> we know. Amazon we know. Alexa at home. We know. <laughs> yeah, I think that We're gonna get you a Haru for Christmas. Please Simon. don't. I'll put it in fire. <laughs> And <laughs> I think I think that Camille <laughs> finds some like really weird files, like oh. like an old hard drive, like back in Haru, and then yeah, if it's, it's Armor really Haru, there's some yeah. weird, some, there's some weird Rule Thirty Four stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, what's her face? It's just pictures uh, of Matilda. It's yeah, a just bunch of <laughs> yes, Matilda fan art of Lieutenant food. Matilda. Yeah, it's just like pictures of salt. It's like lots <laughs> of pictures of salt. Yes, it is. It's just it's Matilda lying in piles. Yeah, in Rumberall, but not safe for work. Rumberall, <laughs> not safe for work. back. All right, guys. Any 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 final thoughts before we uh, wrap up this episode? I'm Anything ready to watch me to? some more Zeta. I feel like as soon as we yeah, get to yeah, recording, I, Zeta, I'm loving know. this so much. So I started, I think it's been about a month or so since I started watching it. So I'm like so jazzed to keep going. Um, yeah, I like, yeah. I've been kind of having to hold myself because I watched it all at the beginning and then, you know, life happened and like we're recording it all now. Um, but I'm now I got an excuse to jump back in. Exciting. I know. I'll, yeah, I'm excited. I'll probably watch, back in. watch an episode or two tonight. Um, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Please subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. I think we're on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's how I listen hell to us. Yeah. I love Spotify. Oh, hell yeah. Give us a rating and review. That's really helpful. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Send us an email. Uh, give our boy DJRX78 a follow, who does our theme music. Um, if you want to chat Thank some you. shit. 
jump in our Discord. Just let us know if you're interested. Uh, but yeah, anyway, anything else, Alex? If you got any takes from any of us, go on social media, it's on Instagram, you can find us there. If you, Get on the Twitter. you want to tell me I'm wrong about Char, I, I'm, I'm welcome to hear the criticism. Alright, and thank you all so much for listening. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next Tuesday with episodes 13 through 25, I think. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Sure. Hell yeah. Yes. Why not? Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> see you all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.